I'm a healthy man now. No more alcoholic beverages for me. Dude, Dalton. Since last time we've seen you, some things have been gained and some things have been lost. Yep. Hey, man, you can say that again. Some things have been gained. Some things have been lost. Hits harder the second time. What? What happened, man? What? What? Well, let's start with the losses, you know, because I think we should always add, you know, and not on a high note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I said goodbye to um, not just my knowledge, but um, to two teeth, to four teeth as well. Um, my wisdom teeth are gone. Um, all four, all at once. Now, I didn't know um, that they would that the uh, what do they call it? The stuff with it. The anesthesia. anesthesia. The anesthesia would fuck me up as much as it did. Um, now, uh, let me preference this. The day before, um, I went to a hockey game, and I was fairly intoxicated. You got drunk. And, uh, you know. Before a surgery. Um, you know, loosen the nerves up. <laughs> you know, Puff the Dragon may have shown its teeth a little bit. And apparently, that's not the best thing for you. Um before you go into a surgery with anesthesia. Nope. So as they were giving me anesthesia, um, uh, they gave me like one and then like we're watching me and I'm talking to them and stuff. And I'm like, when I get nervous and including with surgeries, I tend to talk more. Um, so, you know, I'm talking their ear off. Then they give me another one. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like second one, that's whatever. And so we're talking and they like stop and they look at me and he looks at the nurse and he goes, he goes out of the room and grabs three more, comes back. And I'm like, okay, like two's, two's good, man. But like, I realize like, I'm not, I'm not feeling anything and I'm not tired. So that, that was my question is that, was it not having as big of an effect uh-huh. because you're already so used to yes, exactly altering substances? Exactly. So, um, the third one came around and I started feeling a little more relaxed. Um, and then. They did the fourth one, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And I'm still talking to him, but like I can start to feel it a little bit. And then Homeboy just went for the fifth one right after. And I was trying to come out with the sentence, and I was like, oh, fuck. And I knocked out. Next thing I know, I'm waking up on the couch watching uh, the other guys. The other guys. Um, but everything see, in between that, I do not know what happened. But see, here's the thing. is The last thing that the anesthesiologist actually said to Dalton, as Dalton was about to close his eyes and go out, the anesthesiologist leaned in and whispered, David, roll the intro. I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. All right, welcome back, everybody. Week 119. Week 119, that's a hard number. 8 times 8, 64, plus 4, 68, plus 2, 70, plus 20, 90, plus 10, 100, plus 8, 108, plus 8, 116. Plus Almost. 3, 119. Oh, 119. <laughs> plus 3, 119. How do I fuck that up? And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. <laughs> and I'm Drummer. This is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's, storytelling. Supernatural. And self-improvement. Yeah, you. It's not that you like added wrong. You just stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was pretty on point with it. I feel. Yeah. To one sixteen. All right. Well, let me get my side of this story for uh, Dalton's wisdom teeth. Um, because I got I got the deets. So this is what happened. Dalton goes in, gets loaded up on anesthesia, knocks out. The nurse that was helping Dalton, her name was Monique. 
Yeah, and I told her I was like, "This is gonna be really nice for me." I, I now that you, now that I know your name is Monique, we're fine. Super comfortable. Yeah. So, uh, I'm here at the house working, and I get a FaceTime call from my mom, and I go, "Here we go," <laughs> and I and I answer it, and it's just Dalton's mug, very close. And he has his gauze, and you can see them kind of hanging out of his mouth. And my mom is a very frantic woman. She gets very anxious incredibly easily. So Dalton was dropping F-bombs. My mom was not comfortable with it because she was trying to go get uh, his meds. So Dalton is going off. Mom, they need to fucking help us. Blah, 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 blah. And just going off. And I'm like, Dalton, 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 trying to get his attention. So then Dalton somehow, like, focuses enough to FaceTime our cousin Caleb. So he's FaceTiming both of us (laughs) and he decides that we need to see each other. So he holds my camera facing Dalton and he turns Caleb, he turns the other camera of where Caleb can see out of and to show me, but I can't see Caleb. So all of a sudden I just hear, hi, Matthew. (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, oh, hi, Caleb. And so then Dalton was going off, just talking about random stuff. But my favorite part was Dalton is like Caleb's older brother, right? And Dalton cherishes this role, right? And so there's certain things when Dalton's telling a story that if Caleb's around, get emphasized, right? What is that? So one of the things is that I'm very like curious about this because I don't picture myself as an older brother to Caleb. So one of the things is that whenever Dalton needs to put his foot down about something you know he needs to make sure that they know who the man is whenever he's talking to Caleb it's always way more like you know aggressive than it is so we take that and then we're just gonna add being high on top of it right so Don goes yeah so the anesthesiologist because I had asked him like how much did they have to give you like is that going to like you know was it higher for you than normal and he goes yeah man the anesthesiologist came in and you know what I told him and just completely disregards that I'm there (laughs) just looking right at Caleb He's like, I told him he needs to do his fucking job. He needs to do his fucking job. And I'm like, I love this. I'm like, oh, yeah, you said that? And then Caleb's, and then Dalton just kind of like looks at me. And then Caleb goes, you said that, Dalton? And then <laughs> Dalton goes, yeah, I said you need to do your fucking job. And the whole time my mom is like yelling at him. I'm like, Dalton, stop cussing. Like she, By the way, that's normal. She normally doesn't. Yeah, she you know, fr- was yelling yeah. at me half the time. Yeah. So then Dalton is like, uh, they pull up to go get the medicine. And uh, my mom's like, hi, here for Dalton drum. And Dalton's like, yeah, I'm here, bitch. <laughs> so Dalton was like randomly aggressive. Anyways, they get their meds. They head back this way. Apparently, Dalton FaceTimed Aubrey. Wait, you grab my rap. Oh, yeah. Talk about impressive. Dalton just told me probably like two or three weeks ago. He's like, bro. I've been writing some raps and I'm all, yeah. And he goes, I'm too embarrassed to do it, but I think I got, I think I like, I got some bars and I'm like, I, and I like, I knew he wasn't going to do it for me. I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear what these bars were. Right. Out of nowhere, (laughs) like, like mid sentence, Dalton gets really quiet and like, he looks like he's about to go to sleep. Then he just starts rapping (laughs) and like, it was fucking good. Like, it was pretty good. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't like to give him credit, but it was pretty good. I have no idea what it was. Um, I really wish I could remember these these things. So you freestyled it. 
I guess so. I don't know. I wasn't. I was not there. Either that, or he just like just was singing Suicide Boys, and I just don't know them well enough. Well, you have video of him singing Suicide Boys. I have video with no sound because, um, what video are you talking about? Dalton showed me a video of him in the office. Oh, oh yeah, that I don't. I mean. I didn't take that video, but I tried to record our, when you were getting, um, discharged and you were sitting there all high asking if you were going to poop out your stitch. Oh yeah. Um, and so then I tried to screen record, but as soon as I started doing that, cause I wanted to get it, but the sound didn't come through. Um, so anyway, so then my mom calls me and she's like freaking out cause the gates closed and she's trying to park on the street and someone needs to come get Dalton and all this stuff. And I was like, just let me open the gate and let me, you know, get, take you to Mooney's spot. So she pulls in. I get in the back of the car and Dalton turns around and just stares at me. Okay. Then he takes his hand and he rubs my face. Then after he rubs my face, he stares at me and then he puts his hand around my neck (laughs) and slowly starts to choke me. Right. So I grab his hand. I pull it off and I said, I don't give a fuck if you just had surgery. I will smack you in your mouth. Don't do that again. Then he stops. He's kind of like, you know, when people are like really drunk. They kind of sway everywhere. That's how Dalton was, but he just imagined bloody mouth, and just all <laughs> swollen fucking cheeks. And so then Dalton like slowly reaches over and starts to, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking smack you right where you had surgery. So Dalton starts to choke me again. So I flicked him right in where his wisdom teeth were. And he's like, ah, oh, Matt, motherfucker, fucking bitch, blah, blah, blah. And my mom's like, Dalton, stop cussing. And then Dalton's like, well, he flicked me. Anyway, so we park in the spot. We get up, me and Dalton are like walking. Um, it's on video. Just he's got his arm around me, walking all the way to the house. At one point, Dalton tries to freaking start choking me, but I have his arm in my other hand. We walk by a bush. Dalton pushes me in the bush. We get inside and Dalton lays down. And I'm like, all right, let's watch some Netflix. I turn it on. He's like, the other guys. I've never seen Dalton watch the other guys. I've never heard him reference the other guys. I've never heard him quote the other guys. This is the most random movie that Dalton could per- like want to watch. As soon as I turn it on, out. Dalton just went straight to sleep. Yeah. And then I woke up and I was like, why am I watching the other guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first question. Yeah, it was it was hard. You know, like I know that like uh like I'm all about like self-help and you know being in a good headspace but when i can't like move my body or i have to just like lay down for like not just like a day but like days at a time i was had to be like kind of out of it for about four days so i was like kind of depressed i just i was like i want to do something i want to talk to somebody i want to go run like a few miles just something to get my body going and feel normal again but I think just now I've been actually able to eat a full meal. Um, even eating it in, in Vegas for at Denny's that morning, it was yeah. it was rough. Yeah. I had to eat on one side and it was <laughs> it was hard. It's been rough. I d I didn't realize the those those surgeries kind of fuck you up real bad, you know? Like I know it's not like super serious, but you know, it's one of the bigger surgeries that I've had on my like even in my mouth too. Just it wasn't as swell like swollen. Only one side got swollen. <laughs> My right jaw was just popping. So that probably means they had to do more on that side. I think I'm, so. Because you were asleep during mine. I was awake during mine. So like I know what they do. And if they can't if they can't just like yank it out, then they break the tooth apart. Ah. And then they scoop it out. 
that's probably what they did. So yeah. one side probably just like popped right out, out for you, and, and it the makes other sense because this one is it's not as sensitive anymore, but it, it's like definitely feels different. Like the the healing process is a day faster on this one. Yeah, it was funny though because only one side of Dalton's face was swollen. I was such an ass. I was walking around being like, Dalton, the boy, Chin Wonder. And then I was like, bro, are you sure you got your wisdom teeth taken out? I think you just got elephantitis. He's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> He's a dick, man. All day he would just throw jokes at me. Oh, yeah. Entertaining. But your wisdom teeth are out. Wisdom what did we out, add? Everyone. What did we add? Uh, we added some artwork to my body. Hell, yeah. Um, I like to introduce uh, Tattoo Dalton. Skeletor. Well, you, that's off camera, but... There you go. We'll add a picture. We'll also post a picture of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got. I wanted to get some work done. and Some shouty touties? Shouty touty to uh, Shane Orduno, who is... Uh, Where's he working at? He's working at Sunny Days Tattoo, I think. Yep. I think that's what it's called. Um, and I, he fucking killed it. He's been do- he's been doing work for like maybe three or four years. And every time I see his work, it's just progressively getting better. Yeah. And uh, it's cool to support somebody who's... Uh, moving up and he's 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 busy you know he has plenty of people coming in so you guys want a a nice tattoo shane arduino is your guy um he has also has instagram i think it's shane underscore arduino um he will be on our minisode actually next week yeah you gotta you too build the suspense maybe shane's an important person maybe we might be able to get him on i don't know we don't know him personally yeah we can't act like, I like it's it. so easy to yeah, get people dude. on i confirmed we, it with him okay but we gotta pretend like it was we had to beg him to be on it you know what i mean or that he begged us to be on it we uh, might be able to get him on get, we'll see get, what we can go get, do go again so <laughs> honestly guys uh i'm really really trying like we're all fucking texting him a bunch he's a busy guy he's He's so so he's so busy i've been trying to we've been trying to get him in for one of our our mini sods but um you know we're playing it by ear we're not sure if it's gonna happen um i know he has he has places to go people to see and babies to kiss babies to kiss he is a great man so we'll see if we can get him in if we can awesome if not then you'll just have us and you know what that's not such a bad thing right see what we can do it's what we do might be able to work it out i think so you know, but uh, I'm getting another tattoo tomorrow. So, um, <laughs> so Dalton's sacrificing his body to really get this guy on. Here. I'm gonna, he's gonna love me. Um, so I, I'm gonna try and get a sleeve done before summer. That's the goal. So that's the goal. That's the goal. So wow. we're gonna. I've been saving up for a long time. I've wanted this, but I just needed to find my artist. And uh, you know, me and him click on a lot of levels, not just with the uh, art, but spiritually. And you know, we we just connect on a lot of things. So. It's cool to have that person to go talk to and also get tattoos by and have that relationship. And I've known him for so long, you know. It's like yeah. half of these half of people half of the people I know are practically older brothers at this point. So um it's kind of what you get when you when you're Matt's brother, you know. It's what you do. So Matt. What's up, big guy? Please tell us. Dude, we had some fun this weekend, didn't we? Tell us about We made some memories. Our weekend. So you guys have heard this name on this podcast many, many times, but we want to give just the biggest, biggest most, sh- loving, most loving, most caring, most, caring, most, most intoxicated, shouty touty to Bob Bagnell. So this weekend, <laughs> I was going to see how long I get you to do it. I was going to keep going, man. So this weekend, Bob Bagnell and his gorgeous wife, Naya, um, celebrated. Naya the Magnificent. Naya the Magnificent. Um, That's what I like to call it. Had a baby shower. And 
to say that, you know, me, Monique, and Dalton can go anywhere without there being some kind of an adventure is, is false as fuck. It's the uh, most largest understatement anybody can ever say. The biggest one. So, um, we left on Friday. The baby shower was on Saturday. We had a hotel on a nice golf course. It's going to be super cool. So, we leave probably like what? Six, seven? Seven. Seven. So, we leave here at seven. And we still had a pack. pack we were, not, we yeah. were not prepared for yeah. any we're, of this. We're just rushing, right? So throw everything in. Monique was the only one that was prepared. Yeah. Put everything in the car. We take off. Everything's good. Smooth sailing. We get to Barstow and we're like, you know what? Let's have some dinner. So we stop, get some in and out, talk, eat in the car. And I was like, let's eat while we drive. So we're eating our in and out. But maybe about 10 minutes after we left uh, that that spot in Barstow. Hold on. They ate the in and out. I'm gnawing on my in and out. Yeah, Dalton's just kind of sucking on it in the back. We did get a grilled cheese. No, I got a burger. Just um, He was willing to rough it. A hamburger and fries. But I, the fry got stuck in my mouth and it was just bleeding everywhere. It was bad. So we're driving and I had finished my burger. Luckily, I was very hungry. So I ate it before we left the parking lot. Um, you eat so fast. Right when we left, like we maybe 10 minutes on the freeway, I start to feel something kind of hitting the car. And I didn't really know what it was. But then I started to hear like a. And then, I, then you know, we were in traffic, so it wasn't that bad. And then as it opened up and I pressed on the gas, I realized something was stuck to the car and it was like hitting the bottom of Monique's car. So I start to hear the. It gets really loud. So we pull off, and if you've ever driven from California to Vegas, there is a McDonald's that is literally built inside of this like train station, right? So we pull over to the gas station right there, and we get out, and we look, and the inside of Monique's tire is starting to come apart. So she has this long piece of tire thread, right, that's out. So I asked Dalton, because, you know, Dalton, Dalton's a Viking, right? Vikinger. Vikinger. He always has a knife on him. I usually do. So I said, Dalton, where's your knife? And he looks at me and goes, I didn't bring it, bro. And then I when always I t- bring a knife. When I tell me. you Odin came down from above and smacked the shit out of Dalton and said, you're not getting into Valhalla? I felt it. <laughs> so anyways, Monique and I go inside the gas station. We ask the lady, hey, we're kind of in a bit of a predicament. We have to trim this piece of our tire. Do you have scissors? She goes, sure. Hands me scissors from kindergartners, like the ones you can't freaking cut anything with, right? So then we walk outside. Monique and Dalton give the only left-handed person the right-handed scissors. Matt, hold on. Oh, you did cut some off, didn't you? First of all, I cut some off. Second of all, I Matthew is Matthew is a man where if if there's a situation, you know, he gets a little riled up, right? He's frustrated. His frustration leads to him wanting to do everything himself. The only thing Mo and I can do at some point is just be like, all right, go ahead. Because he's not going to, he doesn't, no one else is going to do it the way he needs to do it. So we just got to let him pass through this. So he wanted to cut it. He took the scissors and he took control of it. And I was like, all right, dude, you're you're the man, bro. Get it done. So here's the thing. This is the only reason why I grabbed the scissors because Dalton was there for like 45 seconds trying to cut this thing. And I was like, dude, they're fucking scissors. You just clamp and it cuts off. So I grabbed the scissors. I quickly realized that is not the case. My hands hurt. My thumb was fucking pinching. And I couldn't get the freaking thing to cut. So finally, we get some of it off. I'm like, okay, cool. Problem solved. Like, it's just, it'll stay nice and short. Won't hear anything. As soon as we get on the freeway, we hear... I hate that noise so much. Right? So we pull off, and this time 
more thread is now available for us to cut. And uh, when we look, there's a part, I know the name of it, I can't think of it, but right where your wheel is, there's a cover on the top that stops your wheel from damaging the frame of your car or the engine when you hit a bump. Well, the bottom part of that for Monique's car was cracked. So the thread was coming around and getting caught in this plastic and pulling the plastic, therefore also pulling the tire thread, which was making it worse. So I cut the tire thread and then um, I was like, okay, I think, you know. Well, we had to stop by, stop at another gas station to cut the tire thread because, you know, traffic's blowing by. So if we stop, I just, and it's like, it's like what, 11 o'clock at the 10 30, 11. At this point, it's like 10 30, 11. Yeah. So, so this, this, process continues of us cutting going cutting going cutting going for about six times yeah we we would stop approximately every 15 minutes about the sixth time matt and i go let's just change the tire well before that a couple stops before that monique and dalton run inside and they get duct tape oh yeah yeah and so i realized that the that part is cracked so i'm like well we, if we could find a way to cut the plastic off that's ruining the tire and then we trim the tire, theoretically, they won't meet and hurt each other, so it should be fine. But we don't have anything sharp. The only thing we have is we have a bartending kit that we take with us everywhere we go, and we have a lemon cutter, mm-hmm. right? So I take that lemon cutter and I <laughs> cut through that plastic. That thing worked really well. It really did. It came in so handy. Yep. And so uh, Monique and Dalton run inside, get duct tape, and the first time I put the duct tape on. Okay, so I, I put it on, seemed to be all right. So then, you know, we trim the tire, good to go. Start going. 15 minutes go by, same thing. But this time it's like a right? Like it's really bad. So we stopped at every truck, every rest stop, every gas station, all the way to Vegas. Finally, the last time I told Dalton, I'm like, dude, fuck it, we gotta change the tire. Like we don't have a choice. So we pull over on the last stop, the, it's like the last gas station, it's a Shell gas station, it's off to your right. Everybody apparently knows what this gas station is because we've all been there at some point. And you have to drive over these like cattle grates uh, in order to get in. So we go through that. And as we drove over that, I'm like, fuck, I hope this tire doesn't go right now. We pull over, we get in, or we, we park and we get out. And the worst part really was that every time we got out of the car, it was so cold. It's like 30 degrees. It was like, it, it was just, it had that bite that just sucked, right? It sucked to do anything. So we get out of the car. And at this point, it's like maybe midnight, 1230. Around, around midnight. Yeah. yeah. So we get out and there's just a bunch of people at this gas station. And there's this family that's frantically packing stuff in their car, throwing stuff around. They're running around like that. And I look up and I'm like, oh, this is Ozark. Like they're running away from something. Like put your head down. Let's switch out this tire. Let's get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. So Dawn and I go around back. We we lift up the trunk to grab Monique's spare. After then, unpacking all our shit from the back, too. We pull everything out. The process. Lift it up. No spare. No tire. So, I look at my brother. And I go. And you would ask Monique, you're like, hey, there's a spare in the back. Yeah. And and she, she bought this car brand new. So, the assumption was there was a spare. So. I, I told Matt, I was like, give me that lemon cutter. Mm-hmm. And Dalton went, and at this point, it had, like, split, right? Yeah, and, like, so there was one really long piece, and another piece was starting. So I just got as close as I could and just fucking shaved that first piece down, and I, I barely saw that second piece. I feel like that second piece would have been another issue. Mm-hmm. 
So I cut that second piece and um, I reduct taped the little hinge thing that was popping out. His duct tape job though was fantastic. Pristine. Um, I used to make all duct tape wallets. That, all those years at USPS. Oh, and duct tape. I wallets. totally forgot about your duct tape wallets. Yeah, man. I made I made hardcore duct you tape did. wallets. They were good too. I had a black and pink one. Matthew had a camouflage I one. Did. And, you know, I you used it for a little while. But what's funny, though, is Dalton did the duct tape job. And I was like, bro, that's so good. And just, like, off the cuff, he goes, yeah, bro, I made duct tape wallets. He goes, I used to do duct tape art. And I, like, stopped. And, like, <laughs> as cold as it was, like, he, like, unlocked, like, memories for me. I was like, holy fuck, you did. And I think, like, at that moment, we had to – we stood in the cold for, like, five minutes as we talked. Because talked Monique, was also, Monique was also like – yeah, you did. You made me one. And Dalton's like, yeah, I made everybody one. And I totally forgot about that. Just making duct tape wallets, man. <laughs> it was the best. I loved it. So we end up from that point. It's still like an hour, hour and a half to to Vegas. We start driving there. 169 I miles. I stay behind a semi going 45 all the way there. Um, the hotel we stayed at, for whatever reason, didn't have 24-hour check-in. So the front desk was closed. So we couldn't check into our room. We ended up staying at our friend Peter and Steven's house. Shouty touty. Thank you for that. Um, so we finally got to their house at like 2 a.m. Yeah. It was rough. The only nice thing was we walked in and Peter was like, you guys need a shot. Yep. So at, at 2 a.m. we like all like cheers, took a shot and went the fuck to bed. Yeah. So next morning, wake up, went, got tires changed, went and had a nice Denny's. Uh, breakfast. We love Denny's. I love Denny's. Like you went and bought tires. Yeah. Yeah. We had no choice. I mean, that was, you know. So we did that, and I think that solved the issue. I think it was a combination of that plastic thing, and I think the tires were just kind of old. Um, but then we got to celebrate Bob Bagnell all fucking day. Yeah. Nothing nothing else mattered. We were like, we're no matter what, we're going to get there. I don't care how the fuck it happens. I don't care if we have to walk, but we're going to be at this fucking baby shower. Monique and I, so before we went to bed, we, we both started laughing because there really was no option. There's no way we weren't going to be there because at one point we were in Barstow dealing with this issue, right? We were significantly closer to my father's house in Ontario than Peter's house or the hotel in Las Vegas. I don't, we didn't even take a second thought. And there was though. no, there was no question. Like we just looked at each other like, Okay, how do we continue to move forward? Because we have to be there tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it was just kind of one of those things. Like, I, all of us were on the same page. Like, we will run there if we have to. Um, but, you know, we just got it done somehow, some way. Yeah. I mean, we we figured it out. It was, it, it like, it was one of those things where you're like, this could go really bad if I start to get worried. <laughs> so I just stayed calm. Uh, but sometimes Matt and Mo have a way of working together where it's just kind of like, you kind of feel the energy of being like, oh, shit, oh, shit, yeah. oh, shit. Every stop was a more oh, shit moment. Every stop. It was just, and like we didn't play music. We just stayed stayed quiet, <laughs> staring at the road. You could hear it. Uh-huh. Listening to the. There, like we couldn't, we did not enjoy that drive at all. No. And uh, so by the time we finished Denny's and because we ate it while Monique's tires were getting changed. By the time the tires were changed, we had 45 minutes to drive 30 minutes get in the hotel room, change, get ready. And then luckily the locations that, uh, cause the, the men and women were separate. The locations that we had to go to were, were pretty close to the hotel we were at. So that, that worked out perfect. Yeah. So we ended up showing up actually early technically. Cause by the time we got there, Dom walked in like five minutes later. Yeah. yeah we got there right on time. 
So right on time. Ended up being super fun. The ladies had a beautiful brunch, lots of food to eat, and we had beer, bottomless mimosas, and we just had just finger foods, beer. Oh my god, man! If we didn't have that Denny's, we would have been fucked uh-huh. up. By the first I've been hour. so bad. And I never, I haven't had that much beer in such a in long such time. Such a long time. I, I'm not a fan of beer. You know, I mainly just drink tequila, really. Yep. Tequila and Fireball, I guess, but weird combination. Yeah. Um, but I've it was a <laughs> so much beer. So, um, and it was the easiest thing because I think everybody wanted to just have drinks for everybody. Yeah. So everybody was just pi- buying pitchers. You know, yeah. so I didn't want to be that one guy that was like ordering my drinks off to the side. So, um, yeah. So we just hung out. Literally, we started from eleven o'clock. I think we had a drink in our hand from 11 to like 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, just about. So we got to hang out with uh, some family that we haven't seen in a while mm-hmm. um, that we grew up with, even though they're directly related to Dominic. And then he's kind of like the connection from us to them. But like we grew up with them for so long that they're just like we just they're yeah. just family. Yeah. Um, so we got to do that and hang out for a while, eat some food, have really, really good conversations. Got to meet some of Dom's extended family out in Nevada, which is really cool to see. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you have a family member that kind of moves away, you you want to make sure they're surrounded by people that are, that are quality and, and that like, will take care of your family. You and I know think, what I mean? I think there's where we realized it. Like he, he's, he's good. He's built his own little family there yeah. and it's, and they're all so supportive and they love him so much. Yeah. And they love Naya so much. And I was like, they're going to, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Be so just fine. It, it was cool. It was cool to see that. And then to see like, you know, these worlds kind of collide all for, you know, a beautiful little baby that's going to be coming pretty soon, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, after we, after the bar, we ended up going, uh, bowling. So we went back to the hotel. There's a bowling alley upstairs. And uh, we got up there. We bowled for Bowled for like three hours. Yeah. Did they do a like gender that. reveal? No, they're, they're going to uh, find out when. Uh, when the baby's born. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So so they were doing that. And then um, it was funny because uh, our cousin Dylan was there. And every time me and Dylan get together, something competitive comes out. And so uh, Dylan has this mustache. Oh, God. Like. Most Ron Swanson mustache. Like Ron Swanson is jealous of this mustache, right? It's and disgusting. I hate it. I hate every second. You know, I hate your mustache. You hate my beard. Like I hate his mustache and he hates my beard, right? It's just kind of a thing. Like I feel like if you're close to me, I just can't approve of and any. He had a really right? big problem with my nose ring for some reason. <laughs> so just kind of kept arguing about so, that. So we, we get to the bowling alley, we're all drinking, and I'm like, somebody brought it up, let's make it interesting. And I don't know if it was him or me. Do you remember who brought it, was it up definitely first? definitely him. Okay. So he looks at me and he goes, if I beat you in bowling, you shave your beard. And I was like, that's fine. But if I beat you, then you shave your stash. And he's like, all right, cool. So he shook on it, right? So I smoked his ass the first game. And he looks at me. He's like, two out of three? I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll beat you again. And I think the second time was like closer. I think I beat him by like 10 or 15 points. Yeah, he warmed up a bit. Yeah. So, but uh, just I'm that and. Still no better at bowling. Um <laughs> Still, the sport I hate the most. Uh, Why? I just can't. I don't. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Also, I hate. I don't understand the scoring system. Um, I don't understand how uh, everyone else can beat me. Um, you know, and I, I have mastered the gutter ball, but I don't want it's a hard it. move. It's a hard. It's a hard twist you got to put on it. But you know, it's not for everybody. And the last thing you should ever do in bowling with Dalton is tell him to correct certain things that'll make the ball go straight. You just, you just got to let him suffer. Why didn't you ask for the... I did. For the walls. I did. Yeah, that was going to happen. There's they didn't no let me. No. Nope. Um, so uh, then Naya came 
uh, a little toward a little later in, in the the bowling session yeah and it was just fun like it was everybody got along really well it was a really good group of people just kind of sat down talked went around everybody was telling stories about the first time they met dom or the first time how they met naya um which was really cool to see and then me monique dalton dylan and dina went and had a dinner at this restaurant that dylan was fanatical about yeah um it was good it was i wasn't able to have a lot of the things that they were eating but bro the reuben egg rolls fucking fire like that's that's why you go there why do they call it reuben egg rolls uh, the the meat that was in it is called reuben um they were so good so good they so, looked good looked really good yeah and then uh, by the end of the night we went back to the room and me doll and the monique at this point are all just absolutely gone yeah and uh we get back to the room and we were kind of indifferent like we were gonna we wanted to go out and see peter and steven but also just from the night before we were just exhausted. Drained. And so uh, Dalton laid down. Monique laid down on the bed. Whenever it was kind of like unsure of what the vibe was, like, where are we going to go out? Are we going to stay? And I decided this is my time to shine. I stood at the at the foot of the beds, and I don't even know what the fuck I did, what I talked about. You know, Matthew has, has phases <laughs> in his drunkness. And one of the last final phases is usually uh, attention craving. So... So did he hold mass at the end of the bed? <laughs> he had a speech about um, how he carries his team. And <laughs> and then he proceeded to walk to the bathroom where the area of the bathroom was a little hallway from the door. Oh, the yeah. Bathroom out. And he walked towards the bathroom where only Monique could see him. And he would like moon her or like, you know, <laughs> pull down his pants in any way he wanted to. And I could see everything from the window. Right across from him. Uh, no, I. So I remember walking to the bathroom, and then Dalton said something snarky, and I was like, "Oh yeah, look at my ass!" And I pulled my pants down, and I could see it in the. the I could see the reflection, and I didn't know he could see it at first. And I turned around, and Dalton's like, "Matt, I could see that," and I was like, "You gotta play this off, dude. Otherwise, it's gonna look bad." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> and then at one point, he he was like talking to Mo, saying that we just don't care anymore, and then <laughs> and Mo's like. Me and Mo are just laughing, and he wanders off, and he opens the door and closes it, thinking that we can't see him <laughs> through the reflection that he's just standing there waiting to see what we say when he leaves. So he's standing by the door quietly, and me and Mo, Mo looks at him, and she goes, man, I'm glad he's gone. And I was like, yeah, man, he's he sucks. And then we just kind of started talking shit about him just to kind of see get riled up. And then he got mad. He's like, I've been here the whole time, guys. And we're like, we, we know. We didn't hide anything. Did we watch Jackass? Why was I obsessed with wanting to do something that they were I have Jackass? no idea. You just grabbed a pillow and you're like, welcome to Jackass. And you <laughs> and just I threw, threw it, it at Monique. <laughs> and he did it a few times. And um, yeah, no, it was it was just like, it was a night was where we just needed to have fun, but also like, we wanted to have fun and not have to go anywhere. Yeah, we wanted to have fun still. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. And then uh, drive back was all good. So, um, Dom, Naya, um, future baby, if you ever listened to this episode, we had a great time hey. at your baby shower. It was nice to... Uh, beautiful child. Nice to see you, you Can't wait baby. to meet you in person. I'm so excited for I'm that, so dude. I'm so fucking pumped. I'm so pumped. Dude, they're, they're going to kill it. They're already a great... They're already great people as it is. Oh, have we not talked about Dom's outfit? Dom decided to have a bachelor party, which is the whole point of this thing, right? He never got a bachelor party, so he's like, I'm just going to combine the two. So he had a bachelor party. He walks in in his white New Balance shoes, mm-hmm. 
fucking Wrangler jean shorts, high socks, uh, high, high socks, high white socks, uh, a shirt that said "She's eating for two, I'm drinking for three, uh, and a sash, <laughs> <laughs> and a sash that said uh, "Gonna be a dad" or some shit. I think my favorite thing though is that when Dom was walking out, every single bartender stopped and said congratulations congratulations and dom was walking out like he's the fucking pope he's he like, like thank, thank you, you thank you thank you thank you like fucking dom and by the oh. and also dom does this thing um where when he gets hammered you can tell not really by what he's doing or what he's doing what he's saying but how he walks he turns into a fucking robot <laughs> And just will sway his arm so unnaturally <laughs> that you're like, nobody moves oh their body that way. God. And he just walks around. And uh, he went and got a drink and came back. And we're, me and Matthew were watching him. And I was like, oh, bro, he's fucked. <laughs> and he was walking. He's like. <laughs> and he comes in. He sits down. We're like, you good? He's like, bro, I'm fucked. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Oh my yeah. God. So he was. uh we got a picture of him throwing up at the end of the night, so yeah. we we were successful. Um, but also, Matthew threw up as well. I did. It was heaved, a rough morning. Heaved. It was a rough morning. It was loud. Normally, I sleep through Matthew's throw up sessions. No, not that one. Not this time. This one. Else. This one was some power behind it. Shit hurt. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'm glad it wasn't me. It is what it is. Dom, Naya, congratulations. Love you guys. Love you guys. All right. Well, if you're like the rest of the world, you've been following, except for Matt, you've been following the what's going on in Ukraine, the, in the Ukraine, and in Russia. And so, because Matt has not been following along, we are going to have a segment of historically, historically inaccurate. It's historically inaccurate with drum man, drummer. You did it backwards there. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. I wasn't sure. We haven't done it in a while. I was very thrown off. But yeah, so Don, Don's <laughs> going to walk us through what's going on. Listen. To his best knowledge. I'm not amazing. All right. I know a few things. I'm going to tell you these things. <laughs> they may be true. They may not be true. But it's what I've seen and what I've read about. And I'm just going to talk about it. If you got a problem with it, don't talk about it. I don't really care. It's okay. Um, so Russia has intentions of building the Soviet Union. The USSR. Um, USSR. You know I have a stopwatch from the USSR? Yes, I do know you have a stopwatch. That's pretty cool, too. Random, right? Yeah, super weird. I don't know where I got it. No, you got it from a coach or something. No, I get it. Mike, across the street. Oh, Mike. Yeah, I don't know why he gave it to me. That's cool. No, it it was super dope. It's super nice. Did you work for him or something like that? I used to wash his car. Are you a sleeper agent? No, not at all. Well, I mean, of course you wouldn't know. If I was a sleeper agent... Would somebody across the street give me a stopwatch? What the fuck am I going to do with the stop? Maybe Maybe that's a secret message. I can end the war. (laughs) You got to open that bitch up. All right. I got to find it, though. Either at mom's, dad's, my house, or any of the other seven places we live. That's true. Um, So uh, Russia's intentions with Ukraine was, was to invade. So they've been at war for, what, maybe like six days, seven days now? Um, and they've gained no ground. Um, they haven't taken over any major cities, um, but they are slowly surrounding Ukraine. Um, they did take Chernobyl. They did take Chernobyl, um, and they apparently What's... bombed something there that opened up a leak, or some shit's happening with nuclear stuff over there, so it's super bad. Well, wasn't Chernobyl, like, the site of the worst nuclear attack? Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, they they obviously won't bomb that so, place, and they did. Um, no fucks. Question. 
if Chernobyl is the site of the worst nuclear attack. It's not attack. Or was it just like, like disaster? Okay. So yeah. it was like the there was a nuclear center there that something malfunctioned and just kind of ruined. Exploded. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I see. Okay. I see the problem with that. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of <laughs> nuclear shit's in the talks right now. I mean, I think Russia has a shit ton of nukes. So does uh, North Korea. And they're just playing with them. So <laughs> we're just kind of watching it out. Well, that was, yeah, that was the scariest thing is yeah. that he was like any Western country that interferes with this. He said, what did he say? He said, we'll be faced with consequences that you you have never seen before or something. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So it's it's getting super serious. Um, I know that there's been um, a lot of uh, foreign fighters, people from around the world have been going to support. Yeah. Uh, going to help. Um, and what's crazy about this war uh, more so than any other war that we've ever had is that we're all seeing this live almost we're all seeing day to day you know i see new videos of tanks getting exploded of you know bombs crashing into buildings of you know updates on you know how many innocent lives have been lost due to russia's it you know being idiots um and it's it's just super sad but also like super real and you know it kind of makes you realize like how precious life is and you know how everybody needs help and so uh, it's been cool to see kind of like the world come together a little bit and help out ukraine as much as they can yeah um you know the war itself is like it's it's not needed but since ukraine isn't part of nato um uh, when the nato is not helping you know they're just kind of supporting if they can well it's a bunch of sanctions yeah they're economically and financially attacking russia yes yeah, so they're trying to stop them from being able to get money from offshore accounts so they cut off swift for russia which means they're going to be declining real quick it's a banking system okay the worldwide banking system which i've never heard about in my life i just learned about that um on tiktok and it was weird the sanctions like they didn't target like the government they target businesses and like oligarchs Hmm. yeah what's an oligarch oligarch? i've been hearing about that it's time for dictionary Dictionary with Dave. dave it's like royalty essentially um and it's it's let me actually look well, how it does up. It, how to does me it, an oligarch sounds like a, a like a lord oh it's a small group of people having control of a country organization or institute so it's like how do the people of russia feel about this war are they like all in on it um there's been uh protests but the protests have been shut down really quick hmm. very very aggressive by the by russia in general they just don't want anybody talking about it um they're not allowed to post anything on any type of social media platforms unless it's run through the government um or not the government the whatever you know what are they they're fucking what's what's the red shit what are they russia communist communist yeah so everything kind of goes through them they're not they're like they have like either fines or they go to jail if they post something about what's going on in russia and how they're planning to attack if they know anything Hmm. um there was something that i heard that was super sad um that there is a Russian soldier who was brought into the war um, and he just got out of uh, basic into uh, he was in some type of facility helping out and he was texting his mom or his mom texted him. I was like, Hey, I haven't heard you from heard from you from a while. Like, how are you? And he was like, Oh, like, uh, uh, like I'm, I'm driving right now. And they're like, Oh, like, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to Ukraine. And so, basically, in the text messages, he kind of talks about how, he, in his mind, 
and how what he was told is that he was going to go help Ukraine with an with an attack they were having of some sort or to help defend Ukraine. So he didn't know that Ukraine was the main part of the invasion that they were invading, you know, these people. So he was attacked, had no idea. The last text was something about saying, you know, like I'm scared, I don't know what's going on. This isn't what I expected and then I guess he died. Oh shit. So all they have are those text messages and I guess it came from one of the Ukrainian soldiers who grabbed it and was looking at it. It's crazy. I remember watching a documentary where they were talking about well, I don't know if it was about war or if it was about like just just criminals in general, but um in, in regards to war, I think the craziest thing about stuff like this, whether it's terrorist attacks or whether it's um uh like like these wars where you have two sides going at it, the scary part is that there's no bad guy. Like, if you talk to them, right, say, like, right now, if you talk to a Ukrainian, they're defending their country. And if you go and you talk to Russia, I don't know what their excuse would be, but, like, in their minds, they're doing the right thing, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Their intentions were to do the right thing. Yeah. You know, whether they know it now or not, obviously, you know, the truth's out, but... Uh, before then, I I only I don't I wonder what they thought they were walking into. I wonder if they actually thought they were invading, or if they were all like this guy that was like, "Oh no, we're gonna go help defend Ukraine." Yeah. You know, I wonder what the what they were told. It's just it's just crazy to me that you know this guy is like a master manipulator and just has risen through the ranks and done all this shit. Like he's he's an evil mastermind and a lot of the shit he's done. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. I'm not giving him props for anything whatsoever. I think he's a dipshit. But I also like it's kind of crazy that like this is all happening, you know, and to experience it, it, it's a part of me is like, man, like I I'm young. I can go help do these things. But also like the realness of war, like you could die. Yeah. You know, like there's like you don't know what you're being thrown into. You don't know how bad the situation is. Like they're almost surrounded you know, and they have they have one city surrounded right now, I, I believe, and I think they're working towards uh, catching Kiev, 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 yeah, Kiev? no, and Kharkiv, yeah, and they're sending Kharkiv is the other one that's getting sieged. I think sending right like now. a forty mile long transport of like tanks and men and all this shit over there, and it's ridiculous. Like it's crazy. One that there's so many people in this world, you don't realize it till like you hear the numbers of war. Like it's insane, you know, and. Uh, I know uh, America has been sending troops to bases around those areas, not necessarily in Ukraine, but around just to kind of prep for what might happen in the future if they, they do take over Ukraine, you know, because I don't think they're going to stop there, to be honest. Um, but that's only my opinion. Um, so it's just kind of wild to experience it. Yeah. And from what you've seen, Matt, like what are what are your ideas of behind this? Like, what do you think about it? Um, I really don't know. Like, I obviously don't want it to happen. Um, what? So I'll, I'll tell you basically what kind of the two sides that you were thinking that you were talking about earlier. Cause, one, cause why each side thinks they're right. Cause Russia wants to bring back the USSR, right? Russia. They're yes. The USSR broke up in, in Belarus, Ukraine, uh, Estonia, all those border countries along Russia became, you know, part of their own independent things. And the main one is that the, the Ukraine wanted to join NATO, which is the military treaty uh, between all a lot of like these European countries in the U S and Russia's thinking was 
uh, or at least their justification, what one of their justifications was that if they join NATO, then NATO's right at the border of Russia, and then NATO is going to come and take over Russia, and so they they were under attack, and so it was uh, a preventative measure to protect russia what the real thought process is is that is that they never viewed all of these new countries that came out of the fall of the ussr as actual countries they were like no this is still russia yeah they can call themselves whatever they want they're still russia and we should we should just bring them back now yeah um i guess i i've seen a few uh videos of them trying to speak english more I guess they don't want to speak Russian anymore. Like Who? Just oh, Ukrainians? Ukrainians, yeah. They're like over the, they're like over talking in Russian. And they've told, they, there's people that will drive by Rus- like Russian soldiers and stuff and they'll just be like, fuck you, all this shit, right? They've, uh, they've done stuff with the signs where it says, fuck you, Russia, or fuck off. Um, instead of it being the street names, all it says is fuck off. It's for all the street signs and they took them, they took all the real ones down. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe they listen to this podcast. Maybe they listen to me. Um, it's it's just it's it's so crazy. It's crazy to watch. But yeah, and so that was I guess something you could respond to was just those opposing ideas. Uh, I mean, like I said, like there's I feel like you know obviously I don't side with Russia. Like I don't think you should invade Ukraine. Um, <laughs> but good point. I, I I don't know. Like I think like again, like it goes back to the whole concept of like if you talk to somebody, almost anybody that's from Ukraine, like they're defending their homeland, and at the same time you have this whole other side that wholeheartedly believes that like that is still Russia, and they're taking back what is rightfully theirs. You know, yeah. I've, it's 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 hard. Like those are complex questions and issues that people have, unfortunately, to pay with their life for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm very fortunate in that I, my decisions are very small based off of that compared to that, you know? Um, yeah, it's wild. There was something about CrossFit and them talking about taking down all the competitors from you, from not Ukraine, from Russia and yeah. from Belarus. Well, a lot of, a lot of sports like events that are being held by Russians, the Russian like held in Russia or held by Russian organizations and stuff are getting boycotted like no one's going to those anymore and basically like i think i don't know if a lot of people are banning uh russia from sending anyone there but um yeah no they're getting they're getting attacked on every front except militarily by the world yeah um to just isolate them and basically starve them out economically and i heard switzerland took a side finally switzerland and sweden broke yeah. their neutrality oh, yeah? to support the ukraine hey good super for dope super <laughs> dope but uh, but yeah, so in in the Ukraine, they have like massive, overwhelming numbers of young men signing up to fight. Yeah, and uh, and so then it like led to the question of, uh, you know, are they going to start a draft? And then if World War Three happens, the U.S. only has two million people in its in military forces. Are we going to need a draft? Yeah, which then led to this like crazy video of all these the whole what would have to happen for a draft and what would happen with a draft yeah. because the u.s doesn't have a draft right now it expired in like the 70s yeah they'd have to go through like congress they'd or have to go right? through congress and the first round of people to get drafted it's a lottery they said it's a lottery set up like 
the, the power ball. I do I do remember that because I remember learning about the draft in was it middle middle school elementary school something like that. But I do remember I don't remember anything else but that that it was a televised event. You sat at home with your parents. You watched these balls roll. And it was like the dates of your birthdays or whatever. And then the next morning you had to get up and go register. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. shit like that. But it was it was like 20-year-olds are first. And then they run through 21 26. through 26. Then they go back to 18 and 19. And that was the end of what they said. I don't know if they then go higher if they still need more people. Yeah. But, uh, but then the other opposing side was that uh, a lot, or like 70% of today's youth men in that age range would not be accepted by the army yeah because they are just not fit they don't pass the physical they have some kind of condition and so and one of the one of the not generals but like one of the higher ups and i think the army called this generation the nintendo generation and said that they're just they're too weak for combat could be possible. I have no idea, but I guess that makes sense. I mean, I mean, I I, I love video games. So I mean, it's fun. But I can understand why he would think that, you know. But I mean, I don't I mean, think they do had time think to prove themselves. Do you think there's truth to it? I mean, there could be, but you know, I think there's always a a diamond in the rough, you know. Diamond in the rough. Anyways, um, I think there's always going to be people that are willing to, you know, put their lives on the line, and you know, they're going to work at any craft they want to be in, including if it's for the military, they're, they're going to be ready for it. I think that's, that's all over the world, but I think a majority for sure are not ready, you know, including mentally how that drains you. Like it's very nerve wracking for somebody just has to come into it being forced. It's very different, you know? Um, I think that it's interesting to see the response from, uh, of like nationalism from the Ukrainians. Right. Um, I heard a story about a, a like the U- world champion UFC fighter was at a soccer game when the invasion happened and he immediately got up and left and flew home and he's now geared up and he's fighting for his country. Um, and it, it just it got me thinking, like, what would happen? Like, you know, I think that growing up in the U.S., we live in this sense of security I don't. I think it's a false sense of security a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I think stuff like this kind of you really shakes you, um, and I I do think that there's a lot of this younger generation that you know I'm not saying that they would automatically go out and die. Like I think they can get in shape and get fit enough to go and you know be able to defend our country. But at the same time, I really believe that there are a lot of people out there that would volunteer to go and get involved, you know? Um, and I don't think it necessarily has to fall within that age range. I think there's a lot of vets that would be more than happy to come back and, you know, strap, strap on the boots one more time and go do what they love. And, um, so I think there's a lot of other aspects of things that have to happen before there's a draft per se. Um, but I think that, um, one of my favorite CrossFitters is a Navy SEAL. His name is Josh Bridges. And he always says this thing like, you know, you got to pay the man. Don't be a soft target. And recently that is kind of even before this invasion, that's kind of been sitting differently with me. Just kind of being like, you know, whether we think um, 
we all make we all make snap judgments, right? Based off of appearances and based off of certain things that we pick up on. And I think that somebody is less likely to get fucked with if they have a physique that is, you know, a lot more built and they look like a hard target, you know, and that's like the whole thing. And I think that we have this generation that, you know, has the food that we eat isn't good. Like I can get on this whole topic about just the the processed foods that we eat and the quantities that we eat and how easy, easily, how easy it is for us to overeat on certain things and the health benefits that don't come from that and the problems that we accumulate from that. So I think that these, I think the weight issue is probably one of the easier problems to be solved. Um, just if you increase your level of activity, a lot of times we'll see a huge uh, decrease in um, weight and stuff like that. But I think that the real issue comes more in like how many people have cardiovascular diseases, how many people have these other aspects or other things that disqualify you from being in the military, but are more common from the shitty air that we breathe from the food that we intake, from the negligence that we have of not taking certain vitamins or supplements. And it's not, you know, anybody's fault. Like a lot of people just don't know, you know? So I think it's a lot broader than the Nintendo generation just being lazy fucks and not wanting to get up and do anything. Like, cause I don't necessarily believe that at all because I hang out with a lot of people. I am a part of the Nintendo generation and a lot of the people I hang out with, whether I see them every day or not, are incredibly active in some way shape or form not necessarily always at the gym or you know doing these other things but they are active and they are physically fit people mm-hmm. you know so i think that that's a, a bigger question when it comes to all of that yeah um but i think it's just easy to point at the you know you don't work out you can't run a mile you know because like I, I i think that can be fixed pretty quick yeah but i think they're looking for stuff now not stuff that they have to work on or work towards yeah. you know what i mean yeah. they, like they're drafting for a reason yeah well yeah. yeah when it was you know world war ii and i think even in ukraine now it's like you get in you get two weeks and then you're on the ground but also too i think that that even you know can stem to other things of like i think that the false sense of security that i spoke about earlier led to certain things like the physical education program and the education system you know that was really just it was an easy class that nobody tried when at one point in time like if you talk to like you know my grandparents or even my my dad like that shit was that was an actual class like that was very that was a difficult thing to do you know um and you do that you know in what ninth tenth grade you have to do two years if you don't have a sport you know and so it's kind of like these things where it's like the the system again is failing in in a lot of different fronts and we might be in a situation where it comes to bite us in the ass big time you know yeah i don't know it's just brought a lot of thoughts like fuck are we ready for this shit like if this happens you know including what's happened to taiwan recently like there's a lot of things that are coming up for questions and we're when you know i've had to think a few times on you know if shit got real like what would my intentions be what would i do you know because i do i do think like it's important to you know support where you come from and you know, uh, be a part of it. And I think, I, at least for me, there's no second doubt that I would just go right away without the draft if it, if it was needed. You know, I don't I don't want to. I don't really like being told what to do all the time. But, you know, you got to you gotta accept those things and be like, this is, this is what it's going to be right now. So I can, at least people after me can still live and live a happy life and stuff. But this is like the challenges that life brings, you know, and you got to figure out if you're going to be part of it or just, 
avoid it. It's simple. And like, I think the sad thing is that like the Ukrainians and the Russians, like the the people that are shooting at each other, their families, those two individuals, like the you know, we'll take you know Ukrainian A and Russian B, right? They're shooting at each other. Those two people probably have so much more in fucking common mm-hmm. than the people that told them to go shoot each other. You know what I mean? Like they're probably closer. Like real, they have a lot more interests in common, a lot more close, closely related, and relatable to one another than the people that are like, yeah, you know, go do this, go do that. You know, it, that always kind of strikes me as weird. Like, it, I I thought about that the other day, and I was like, man, like that 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 sucks. It's crazy. It's like Ukrainians have families in Russia, yeah, and Russians have families in Ukraine, yeah. It's and they're just bombing everything yeah, and it's sucked. like what the fuck man like yeah. that's a whole new level of war that i never thought i would have to see yeah you know so overall um wild it's wild and you know all we can do is watch right now if you guys want to be a part of it go ahead and join the what is it called like this a foreign legion um and uh get your shit started they, i know i know for some people if you don't have a passport they like get your passport like the next day damn yeah wow yeah, and the quote is from the Civil War, but it's it says a rich man's war is a poor man's fight. Yeah, which was speaking to yeah. how you said. That's mm-hmm. true, man. But which all leads to the question of how do you think you would do? I would not do well if you were drafted, or if Met Dalton, in his pride, wanted to go sign up. Um, I think I'd do okay. I think I think I would hopefully survive, but I would definitely like fight as much as I can. You know, if I'm there, I'm going to be there for a reason. But you'd make the choice to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I, I would have to be faced with the situation. Because like, I assume both of you would do fine, like, getting through basic training. And, and like, once you're in it, you guys would be fine. Yeah. yeah. But it's the choice of going to sign up versus, like, letting yeah, people I, who, yeah. I, I, I honestly, like, just, I... I really don't know like i feel like i want to say yeah like i will absolutely 100 percent go and sign up but if i'm going to say that then i should have done it already you know what i mean um i don't know i i really don't i think it'd be a situational thing i th- think i'd 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 hold my own i don't know if i'd make it out but i'd hold my own that's for sure um but yeah I mean, only time was all i guess it's interesting so uh keep up with it if you can um support however you want to support but uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting piece of history that we're watching right now. But so, along with a lot of the you know hard stuff to watch, you're getting a lot of stories of like heroic actions too. Uh-huh. One being the most I think famous being the president of the Ukraine joining the front lines. That was badass. Yeah, that guy's cool, man. I have a lot of respect for him. And He's in it too. Like there, he had a press conference or something, or like. He was answering some questions. I forget it was, but he told, you know, everybody else, like, hey, this might be the last time you see me um, ever. So I want to say, like, he said his goodbyes because yeah. it was the night they were supposed to, like, fully invade the the home, the main uh, capital. The capital. Yeah. And, like, I guess the U.S. offered him, a, like, a safe, tra- safe transport out. And he's like, well, this is a war. I need ammunition, not a ride. And I was like, fuck. That's badass, badass man. He is a comedian. I see. Yeah, who was an actor uh-huh. saw that. on a show, and his character became president. And then he then became ran a, for president yeah. and won. <laughs> and now 
he is in this position. It's yeah. crazy, man. Um, he had other things, like other stories coming out of it, like uh, the Ghost of Kiev. Like, well, before that one, there was the the soldiers on the island. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard they 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 didn't die. They just they got didn't. Ca- they got captured. I don't know if they got captured because I don't know if the Russian forces left their ship. They were just trying to destroy, you know, the land. Yeah, or maybe take it, but. But yes, the story. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that whole thing. I I only heard about that a little bit today. Yeah, it was it was it was a uh, Ukrainian forces holding an island, and then a Russian warship was calling on them to surrender, submit, saying like, "Hey, we don't want to cause any unjustified deaths." Blah blah blah. This stuff. Just surrender. Come out now. And no, like, they, fuck you. They're like, <laughs> they're, they they talk to themselves. They're like, are we? Like, are we good? Do we do anything else? And they're like, no. They're like, all right, Russian warship, go fuck yourself. And then, and then it like shoots. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But, uh, but yes, one of the, the one balls, of the the balls that takes. Yeah. One of the most in the air ones, literally and figuratively, is the Ghost of Kiev, which is a fighter pilot, and throughout the skies of over Kiev, who has been reputed for shooting down russian missiles taking on dogfights with russian pilots taking out multiple russian uh-huh. pilots and so today's is it canon is that because unfortunately a lot of a lot of the negative a lot of negative stuff that we haven't covered is that there's been a ton of misinformation too yeah not even just here in the ukraine where it's like you know, people are trying to flee. People are trying to, you know, escape the country, but they're getting the wrong info of where to go, how to get out, what to do. Mostly sent by like Russian trolls trying to confuse people. And a lot of roads are closed off, apparently, mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard to get out. But so there's video of there's plenty of videos of yeah. this of this plane, and some people are saying these are old, these are not real, these are. Um, and so I wanted to get your take on. The ghost of Kiev. And whether you think something like that could be happening right now, because we don't know if it's like a sanctioned pilot or if he's just do- on his own right now doing his thing. Uh, All like, even uh, if this is fake, like, let's just say yeah. none of this is real. Mm-hmm. And this is all just kind of posted on TikToks and stuff. It's still, it can still affect the morale of like Russian troops. Mm-hmm. It can still, you know, affect the morale of Ukrainians, you know, building them up, being like, I haven't seen it. Ukraine's a big place, so you know they're definitely out there doing something. I think it brings a lot of hope, and hope can drive people to you know great triumphs and to terrible deaths. So it can go both ways. But I, for me, I I, I wholeheartedly want to believe this is true. That's a one. It's like fucking badass, mm-hmm. and two, it's like this person is taking their time and their stuff and their own shit and gonna fucking like fuck everything else. I'm gonna do it myself, and that's. If this is real, if this person is real, like fucking amazing. Like it's it's so inspiring to hear, watch, and just kind of, you know, live through them a little bit and kind of see like how badass like warfare is in that way. Because he just fucking flies up, does this whole swirl thing, comes down, loops around, shooting these motherfuckers. It's insane to watch. It is insane to watch to see how people actually maneuver in the air. So, you know, I, I want to believe it's true. I'm going to say it's canon just for the sake of it. Yeah, you said everything I was going to say. I, I think it's canon just because it's the badass story. And uh, I might be influenced by Ghost of Tsushima. 
Um, no, but, I, that's exactly what I thought uh-huh. the first time I heard yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. So but, I, I like it. I think it's real. And I think, yeah, I agree that no matter what, it speaks to the power of, what would you call it, myth, legend, like, that's it's a, some it, the fact that also you don't know who it is. Yeah, I have no it's, idea. It's it's there's a difference between the president who has a face and who is very heroic and has a story versus this unknown person that's... Yeah doing all these feats and and achievements yeah yeah i think it's just good this this is a good thing to believe in you know you gotta have hope in something and they're very outnumbered so yeah it's crazy that they're holding for this long it's absolutely insane yeah matt what what is what are you squaring up with this week um yeah what are you squaring up i'm squaring up with monique's old tire yeah Made the ride very long, very tiring. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Dalton? What are you scoring up with? Scoring up with wisdom teeth. <laughs> Fucking sucks, dude. Yep. I couldn't, I haven't had, I haven't been able to like eat, eat, and I'm dying to just eat, eat. Um, what about you, David? I'm scoring up with uh, the difference between chess on a computer and chess on a real board. <laughs> Slaps you. You can miss so much more when you're looking at it in real time yep. versus like when you can like, map out all your things on, yeah. the, on, on the thing but um that's yeah. interesting i didn't know it would be like that i I never i mean i played online chess like once or twice mm-hmm. never got into it but playing real chess is, is it's just a fun game to play yeah yeah don what's your woe dude of the week my woe dude is um uh just all this shit i'm learning about ukraine and russia just kind of blows my mind a little bit what about you um, I don't think I have a woe dude of the week this week. Not um, you know, Dom. That's what was gonna get me stoked. Ah, uh-huh. it's okay. not a crazy fact that he's having a kid, but I guess it could be. <laughs> it, it is, is a crazy, crazy fact. fact. <laughs> that is a crazy fact. Bob Bagnell. Bob Bagnell. Child. <laughs> be a father. What about you, Cheese? What's your woe dude? Um, the uh, I had one, but I'm gonna say the fact that we're like the closest. I think more so. I know. Korea always talks about them, but like this is the closest that we've ever been to nuclear attack. Yeah, yeah, just anywhere. Yeah, in the world, um, it's pretty wild. Yep. But Matt, all right, go ahead. Tell us what your what got you stoked. The Bob Bagnell's having a child. There you go. Him and Naya, loving to death. I'm so excited for this baby. Um, it was a lot of fun celebrating this week. Um. Oh, I'm also stoked that I did the first CrossFit Open workout and I didn't hurt my knee. Knock on every single piece of wood. All you got, of you listeners do that for me. You got seven rounds? No, I got into my seventh. I no. didn't finish it. Wow. You still beat me with your bad <sighs> knee. Yeah. And 60 inches, which seemed like a little bit of bullshit, honestly. Yeah, we got screwed on that. Uh, if what he's talking about 60 inches uh, is regarding there's a one of the movements of this workout was a wall walk. You had to lay down some tape so everybody has like a starting point but the problem is that it's 60 inches for everybody and yep. when you're also 60 inches your hands are out above your head and you got to figure it out so <laughs> go uh, yeah it, it sucked like it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal breaker just because it was only three you know what i mean so it wasn't like overwhelming but i definitely started to feel it towards the end it was just the box jumps man like i could only use one leg so i ended up just kind of spinning in a circle for 15 minutes and got very dizzy so but uh yeah that can do it too. Yeah, it was interesting <laughs> anyways uh don what got you stuck this week same thing bob bagnell i'm pumped i'm yeah. pumped as fuck how about you david 
Uh, it's the last week of my show. Basically. Nice. Yeah, Coming man. up. I had a lot of people come see it. Can't wait to watch support. it. You better you better shout me out. Give me a shotty toddy. I'll stop the show to call you out. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Break a leg, David. All right. We made it this far into the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you're listening to this. If you're here on YouTube, thank you for watching us. And uh, enjoy this week and last week's, or two weeks ago. Uh, they will both be up around the same time. Uh, so, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. Until next time, I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then.